What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Today, we need to talk about Jack Texaria, who is a Massachusetts Air National Guard member. Now, when I first started seeing information about this whole situation coming out on the mainstream media on every fucking channel, I thought it seemed a bit fishy. <laughs> Shocking, right? Me finding something fishy. Well, because of this nasty, fishy odor, I had to do an autistic deep dive to get information about what is actually going on. And I've dug up a couple theories to share with you guys today. So sit back and get ready for this. This deep dive led me all around the conspiracy corners of the internet and the mainstream media bullshit that is propagated every single fucking day in the United States and across the world. But I think we need to go and start with Bellingcat. So check this shit out, guys. If you want to check out Bellingcat, they do have a website. It's bellingcat.com, and they're kind of just like an investigative media site with ties to U.S. and British intelligence agencies. Shocker, right? And they do have some pretty legit investigations going on. So let's start with Jack Texaria. Now, I'm sure you guys have all heard about the U.S. Justice Department and the Pentagon investigating and then arresting a guy they're saying is responsible for an online link of, quote, sensitive documents. In these documents, there were a few marked top secret. If you want the mainstream media version of shit, just turn on any fucking channel because it has been plastered across the TV for a few days now. According to, like, mainstream media, a large portion of the documents are focused on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and there's other documents kind of showing detailed analysis of potential UK policies on the South China Sea and the activities of a Houthi fighter in Yemen. I've seen some of the documents, and what it appears like is that these documents are printed out, and then somehow, some way, this fucker got a camera into the, like, I don't know, the top secret fucking room and took pictures of these documents. So... I don't know. It's just not fully adding up. This fool is 21 years old. And yes, I understand 21 year olds do have top secret clearance. But there's just a lot of unanswered questions and about 65,000 different rabbit holes you can dive down while investigating this whole case. The CIA's propaganda wing, known as the Washington Post and the New York Times, were the first mainstream media spot to actually report on the documents and that was after a bunch of russian telegram channels had shared five pics of these files relating to the invasion of ukraine and that was on april 5th according to bellingcat they have been investigated the documents and it looks like the documents have been dated to early march and that was around the time that they were first posted online to a discord server after Bellingcat did a little bit more digging, they found that some of the documents actually dated to January and possibly have been posted online even earlier than that. Bellingcat actually like contacted a few of these members on the Discord community where the files were posted originally. And as of right now, those channels are totally fucking deleted. So you're not gonna be able to like go back and see that. I haven't been able to find anything like 
on the web archive with any of this shit, but who knows, that might pop up in the near future. But this is the fucking crazy part. The Discord channels where the documents were dated for March on the Minecraft computer game and fandom for a Filipino YouTube celebrity. And then after, you know, it fucking was originally posted there on Discord, it then spread to 4chan because of course it did. So after 4chan, it appeared on Telegram, Twitter, and that's when the mainstream media came rushing in to give us the real true story. According to Bellingcat, it seems that these documents are appearing to detail events and offer analysis of Russia's invasion of Ukraine up until March 2023. And like I said earlier, none of the documents were scanned. It was like someone took a picture of these documents and it went from there. A breakdown of the contents of these documents are as follows. It included maps of hotspots in Ukraine, a delivery timetable for Western munitions to Ukraine, as well as maps and catalogs of Ukrainian air defense assets, including a calendar of ammunition expenditures. There was also a, quote, CIA operations intelligence update marked top secret for March 2nd. Bellingcat said it is not possible at this point to uncover the original source of these apparent leaks. It has been possible to trace the spread of the documents, however, over a variety of internet forums in recent months. But apparently, like I said, the pro-Russian Telegram channel is when this shit fucking just like hit the fan with the mainstream media. Over a month before the Telegram channel and the 4chan post, apparently 10 documents were posted on a Discord server called, quote, Minecraft Earth Maps. And I don't know, Minecraft is a fuck, some fucking video game. And that's all I'm saying about that. Apparently, in this whole thread on the Discord server, two users were kind of having some ridiculous argument about a Minecraft map and the war in Ukraine. Then one of these Discord motherfuckers replied, here, have some leaked documents and attach 10 documents about Ukraine. And some of these fucking documents actually did say top secret. All seven of the documents that appeared on 4chan and the Russian Telegram channel, including the map, were present in this post. So obviously the Telegram channel and 4chan originally got these documents from the Discord server. Apparently, this user who shared the map later claimed on Twitter that he found them posted by another user on a Discord server called Wow Mao. And that's M-A-O, like, you know, the Chinese dude. On March 1st and 2nd, Wow Mao posted 30 documents, many of which were marked top secret, therefore predating the Minecraft server posting. This same user also posted dozens of other documents about Ukraine on the server before they were purged on April 7th. According to Bellingcat, they are saying they spoke to members of a separate Discord community who were saying that other images had been posted earlier on another since-deleted server called Thugshaker Central. One of these users Bellingcat interviewed showed image files that contained different documents, but in the same style and formatting of those posted in the WowMouse server. And that one was actually dated way back January 13th. Bellingcat does make it very clear at this point that the images they saw, the ones that were shared with them by the Discord servers, were actually just screenshots 
And it wasn't a link to the original server post because at that point it had already been taken down. So it's basically impossible to verify their authenticity. A little bit more about the Thug Shaker Central server. Apparently it was originally named after its original founder, one of the members of the server with the username Vaki. And this member told Bellingcat that server administrative duties had actually passed through various users before a new member took on the responsibility and went through one of the many name changes. So apparently Vaki didn't want to name who this person was, but they did say they were the original source of the leaked documents. And this is according to Vaki and two other users. So we have three people at this point confirming that these images, these leaked documents all came from the same person. Now, the only problem with all of this is because the server was deleted, there is no outside evidence that this server even existed besides the testimony of these three people. Bellingcat does kind of point out that they were able to find other secondary evidence that does kind of point to the server, Thugshaker, was real. And they kind of list it in this article that I will post in the show notes if you want to go like fucking read every little detail about it. But they're pretty sure this shit is real, that this Thugshaker Central Discord server was the place where these documents originated from and from the same user. So check this part out. Apparently, the fucking Department of Defense weren't even aware of these leaks until somebody with Bellingcat contacted them to ask, hey, you guys know what the fuck is going on here with this apparent leak? And the Department of Defense replied to Bellingcat in an email that it was, quote, actively reviewing the matter and has made a formal referral to the Department of Justice for investigation. Now let's get a little bit of information about Texaria. A lot of people are reporting that his MOS was a cable tech, which is not accurate. He was actually in Air Force Cyber Transport Systems and the code, like the military job code for that is 3D1X2. Let me just kind of break down what the Air Force describes this job as being. They state cyber transport system specialists have a job that is like an informational technology technician. Personnel in this field plan, deploy, manage data, video, and voice networks and IP systems. Also, designing, configuring, and operating networks, as well as defending those networks, is all an essential skill. This field provides specialists with an in-depth knowledge of information to computer system analysis, where they can support mission-critical software and systems. Some people are kind of suggesting that Texaria was in what's called a SCIF, and that means Sensitive Compartmented Information Facility. I found an interesting article on Sonar21.com, and this person is basically saying until they saw the document labeled CIA Operation Center Intelligence Update, they kind of thought that the leak was just some fucking angry ass whistleblower. But now the person is actually saying it looks like a controlled, directed leak by individuals who manipulated a 21-year-old National Guard troop into taking certain documents and then posting them on a public server. I mean, just how fucking retarded do you have to be? Of course, they're going to eventually find out. So I can definitely see this angle as being likely or, you know, definitely 100% 
possible. So the CIA Operations Center Intelligence Update is a document produced by analysis in the Operations Center to be delivered to the regular CIA analyst. When this guy worked at the Ops Center, he was responsible for monitoring traffic from Latin American posts and flagging items that the analyst in Latin America division needed to know about. He says he would just write up a summary, which appeared just like the ones in these documents leaked online. He's stating this is an internal CIA document. It was not broadcast to other intelligence agencies. He goes on to say, in my 23 years working with U.S. military commands around the world, he never saw a copy of this type of report circulating among those with the highest clearances. Never. So he wants to know how the fuck did a 21-year-old kid get his hands on at least two of these. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering that myself, and I'm sure a bunch of you are as well. But you know who's not? The fucking NPCs. They're just eating up the bullshit that the mainstream media is throwing their way. Apparently, this guy, Texaria, was a cyber analyst assigned to the 102nd Intelligence Wing, which reports to the U.S. 16 Air Force. The 102nd ISS provides intelligence systems, maintenance, integration, and operations for the AN-GSQ-272 Sentinel Weapons System as a part of the Air Force Distributed Common Ground System. A little side note about the 16th Air Force, basically the Air Force's cyber. It's headquartered at the Joint Base San Antonio, Texas, focuses on information warfare in the modern age. Information warfare requires integrating intelligence, surveillance, reconnaissance, cyber warfare, electromagnetic warfare, weather, public affairs, and information operations capabilities. According to Sonar21, he doesn't think it's a coincidence that this kid served in an information warfare unit. And he kind of points out that he was a low-ranked enlisted guy with a chain of command. He did not just show up to work one day and decide, what the fuck, let's just go fucking spy on some shit. He reported to and worked at the direction of non-commissioned officers and commissioned officers. He did not just waltz into a skiff and print this document. <laughs> Be like, oh, it's all good. Don't mind me, guys. I'm just printing out pictures of fucking cats and tits. So Sonar goes on to say that he thinks the alleged leaker did have access to top secret intelligence just by virtue of his job. He's not sure if there was a polygraph requirement for him or his co-workers. Regardless of all the intelligence that has been leaked was a top secret computer net and could only be accessed inside a skiff. Sonar21 does have a little bit to say about Bellingcat, so check this shit out. The first problem, he states, is Bellingcat. Bellingcat is an open-source intelligence outfit that has been funded by the U.S. and British intelligence. Bellingcat is, quote, credited with sleuthing out the identity of this site where classified documents were posted and the name of the leaker. Now, remember back to the beginning of the episode and I was giving you the Bellingcat version of everything? Uh, they, you know, say these documents first appeared outside the Thug Shaker Central, and that was in early March. A batch of 10 documents surfaced on the Discord server called Minecraft Earth Map. And then Bellingcat traced an earlier leak to a Discord server called WowMow. Apparently, the Washington Post got this story pretty fucking quick, as well as New York Times. So did Bellingcat tip these reporters off at these two CIA propaganda wing news agencies? Or did some motherfucker in the U.S. intelligence or military hierarchy leak this information to them? 
Now, I do have to mention motherfucking Vice. I swear to God, they are just as stupid, ridiculous, hot dumpster fire-ish as CNN. Because these motherfuckers, they do a story about this fucking guy and like, they're all, he's a fucking white dude. He likes guns. He's a Christian. Oh my God, we have got the Antichrist right here in our midst, leaking information that's gonna make America less secure. It's just a bunch of fucking bullshit. Nobody's buying your fucking race baiting bullshit vice. So fucking just go under already because you suck. You used to be cool back in the day, but you sold the fuck out. So get fucked, Vice. Anyway, side rant. Back to Sonar 21. He thinks that the material that has been leaked is not random intelligence material. He says it's designed to tell several stories. The most prominent is the deterioration of Ukrainian capabilities and the major obstacles confronting the U.S. and the rest of NATO in supplying badly needed air defense, artillery shells, artillery pieces, and tanks. In other words... (laughs) Ukraine's about to go down. So there was also info about Israel, South Korea, and the UN Secretary General. And it is enormously damaging to the US foreign policy equities. So basically all these other countries are going to be like, what the fuck US? What's going on here? I've read a few different theories on what the point of this leak was or what these motherfuckers are trying to achieve with the end game. We'll start with sonars, and then I'm going to tell you a few other theories that may hold some water. Sonar thinks this may create a precedent for forcing Joe Biden from office. The info in these classified documents are not fabrications designed to deceive the Russians, nor are they any kind of material to rally more U.S. support for pouring more resources into the black hole known as Ukraine. He thinks that these leaks just kind of reinforce the idea that the Biden team is incompetent and endangering American interests overseas. He goes on to list some information that kind of backs up this idea. Think back to March when Putin and Xi Jinping had their historical summit and at that point decided to destroy the Nixon policy that had guided the U.S.-China relations for 51 years. In the aftermath of that summit, China facilitated a rapprochement between longtime adversaries, Iran and Saudi Arabia. Now these two countries have formal diplomatic relations, and they're working together to end the U.S.-backed war in Yemen. And that is a whole nother fucking war in Yemen shit. That's a whole nother conspiracy theory in itself. China has also stepped up its efforts to encourage important countries such as Saudis, Brazil, there's like a fucking list of 15 to end the use of the dollar and use Chinese currency instead. Sonar goes on to talk about another leak that is extremely damaging to Joe Biden. An Obama-era staffer, Mike McCormick, blew the whistle on the Biden kickback scheme. He stated he is, quote, a criminal. McCormick claims then-Vice President used American taxpayer money to enrich his family and says Jake Sullivan is a conspirator. So that, I mean, all that's just kind of all happening at the same time. Maybe a big old coinkydink, but who fucking knows at this point in the clown world. Now, because I like you motherfuckers a lot, I'm actually going to post a link to a website where you can see the quote unquote classified documents that were leaked. So go to the show notes, scroll your ass down if you want to see some of these leaked documents. Now, if you don't want classified leaked documents on your phone or computer, (laughs) I will describe them in a little bit more detail. 
It's just basically kind of about JDAM's failures. And JDAM is a joint direct attack munition, which is basically kind of a bomb guidance kit. There's imagery on the effectiveness of their use in country, an estimate on numbers of stored slash in use and destroyed Russian and Ukrainian military vehicles and artillery. There's also a situation map of the status of the conflict from March 1st. So yeah, like I said, check out the show notes if you want to see these documents I've just described. A little bit more on the Washington Post and New York Times, aka the CIA propaganda wing. Apparently, both of these news organizations published articles exposing the Pentagon leaker and somehow had interviews with this fool's friend, and this was hours before the guy was even arrested. Doesn't that make it seem like, you know, a little fucking suspicious, guys? Now, both papers ran these stories with the entire history of, of Texaria. So you would think all of this information and interviews had to have, you know, been gathered a few days before the story actually broke. So who fucking knows? Was that a leak from the Department of Defense or some asshole in the government? Or is something else going on? You never fucking know with the CIA propaganda wing. Looking at the entire picture, which 100% probably isn't even the entire picture, but looking at all the information I've been able to dig up in the past couple of days, it definitely seems like this kid was probably set up. But who fucking knows? Now let's get on to the next theory of why all of this shit just went down and possibly why this kid is just a patsy. Some people are saying this whole Discord leak has to do with the Restrict Act. If you are not familiar with the Restrict Act, shame on fucking you. But don't worry, your girl here, Athena, has some info for you on that. This act proposes that the Secretary of Commerce be given the power to review business transactions involving certain information and communication technologies, products, or services when they are connected to a, quote, foreign adversary of the United States and pose an undue and unacceptable risk to the national security of the United States or its citizens. Now, a lot of people are calling this like the TikTok Act, some bullshit like that. But if you actually read into this bill, it gives the government sweeping powers to spy on your devices and basically arrest you if you're using a VPN or if you're using some app that is not state approved. So yeah, some people are just saying this is going to basically make Biden or the Biden administration speed up the Restrict Act and possibly even make it more restrictive. And who knows? I mean, literally anything is possible at this point in the clown world. In my opinion, I don't think this little fucking 21-year-old dude acted alone. I definitely think there are some other people involved, and maybe it is a patsy situation. Or maybe it's some dumb fuck that was trying to impress his friends on a Discord server, but I highly doubt that. So I don't know, guys. Let me know uh, what you think about Jack Texaria. Now it's change of subject time. I don't know if you guys have heard about all the juicy dirt happening over at Twitter with Matt Tabibi, who, I mean, if you've been listening to the show, I don't know, maybe the last fucking two months, I've been talking about this guy because he is the one that was basically showing all the leaked Twitter docs and he got those documents directly from Elon Musk. Well, check this out, guys. It seems Matt Tabibi has left Twitter. 
And he's saying that Twitter has shadow banned all of Tabibi's tweets, including the Twitter files. So check this out. Let me give you a little background on how and why all this shit went down. So apparently Tabibi went on a guy named Mehdi Hassan's show last Thursday, April 6th. Hassan had asked Tabibi what he thought about Elon Musk blocking accounts for the Modi in India. And we'll get into that a little bit more. So apparently Elon has blocked accounts, including those of journalists and activists that were critical of the Modi government. So, I mean, from day one, all these motherfuckers are like, Elon Musk is like the beacon of free speech. He's totally like us, man. Fuck yeah, he's on our side. And it's like, whoa there, Tonto, not so fucking fast. Slow your roll, take a step back, and fucking just watch. And this totally illustrates that point. On one segment of the show, Hassan starts asking Tabibi about his opinion of Elon Musk blocking said Indian accounts. If you have ever been to Tabibi's Substack or his Twitter account, which is now fucking shadow banned into oblivion, you will see that he definitely believed Elon Musk was supporting free speech. So after Hassan asked Tabibi about his opinion, Tabibi just basically refused to say anything really about it. He's like, I don't know really what's going on with that. I can't comment, blah, blah, bullshit, blah. Hassan did point out that in over 30 tweets, Tabibi was never really critical of Elon Musk. And I mean, come on, he's done enough shit to, I think uh, being a little critical is definitely warranted in his case. So Tabibi kind of responds to that with saying, I like Elon Musk, I met him. This is part of the calculation when you do these stories. Are they going to give you information that's going to make you look stupid? Do you think their motives are sincere about doing X or Y? And quote, I did. I thought his motives were sincere about the Twitter files and I admired them. I thought he did a tremendous public service in opening the files up, but that doesn't mean I have to agree with him about everything, which I mean, that's a pretty based response. I have to agree with that. Hassan then asked a very pointed question, quote, So will you criticize him today for banning journalists, for working with the Modi government to shut down speech, for being anti-union? Tabibi kind of replies, No, I don't particularly want to. Look, I didn't criticize him really before, and uh, I think that what the Twitter files are is a step in the right direction. So, you know, I, I feel like he's being legit there. I mean, sure, the Twitter files are a step in the right direction, but (laughs) the fucking right direction has turned out to be wrong many fucking times. So fast forward to Friday. Apparently, Elon Musk is having some kind of a dispute with Substack, and he decided to bar anyone from retweeting, replying, or even liking any tweet that has Substack link in it. And Tabibi has basically most of his income coming from his Substack page. Once Tabibi realized Elon Musk was banning Substack links or even liking tweets about them, he decided to leave Twitter and said he would only rely on Substack. Then comes Saturday. Elon Musk made a statement about both Substack and Tabibi, claiming Tabibi was an employee of Substack and also that Substack was violating their terms of use. 
Elon Musk literally tweeted, and I'm fucking reading directly from his tweet. Number one, Substack links were never blocked. Matt's statement is false. Number two, Substack was trying to download a massive portion of the Twitter database to bootstrap their Twitter clone. So their IP address is obviously untrusted. Three, turns out Matt is slash was an employee of Substack. According to Chris Best, who is the founder of Substack? He's stating, quote, Substack links have obviously been severely throttled on Twitter. Anyone using the product can see this. We have used the Twitter API for years to help writers. We believe we're in compliance with the terms, but if they have any specific concerns, we would love to know about them. We'd be happy to address any issues. He goes on to say Matt Tabibi is not and has never been an employee of Substack. He writes a Substack and he gets paid directly by his readers. That writers making money seems to be such a strange concept is telling. He goes on to say this is very frustrating. It's one thing to mess with Substack, but quite another to treat writers in this way. A lot of people think that the Tabibi Twitter page and all of his tweets have been deleted from Twitter. But according to Mashable's Matt Binder, who solved the mystery, revealed that apparently Tabibi's account appears to have been, quote, max deboosted, or in Twitter terms, had the highest level of visibility filters applied, meaning you can't find Tabibi in a search. So, yeah, we got a bunch of fucking dudes squabbling, and I'm just saying like I've been saying all along, fucking Elon Musk is out for Elon Musk. He is not the beacon of fucking free speech. He is not the beacon of clean fucking energy. I mean, I'm sure at this point, half the world knows how damaging to the earth it is to mine for cobalt. And there's literal slaves, children working in these fucking disgusting mines. But, you know, as long as Elon Musk is having that money raked in and being subsidized by our taxes, it's all good. So, yeah. Fuck Elon Musk, like I've been saying from the start. So now it's time for some good news. Apparently, Moderna has been court-ordered to release 24,000 pages of documents. And they have to start by July. And of the 24,000 pages, 3,685 detail adverse events. So something we can watch is how quick their stock drops. As of now, their price is $160.53, and I can't wait to see that fucking shit crash and burn. All right, you guys, that is about it for this week's episode. Hit me up at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com or go check out my Reddit sub, r slashed vanishedinthevalley, or take your fucking shot at trying to reach me at Instagram at vanishedathena. Let me know what you think the deal is with this Jack Texaria guy or Texera, however the fuck you say it, because there's got to be more information we can dig up. And I bet it's out there. It just takes some fucking weaponized autism and this shit will come out to the public. Before I get out of here, I do have to say what's up to our top three downloading states, which are California, Illinois and Texas. What's up, Texas? Happy to see you back in the top three. Moving on to our international peeps, we have Australia, the UK, Canada, and Ireland. Thank you guys for listening. I fucking so appreciate it. And I just have one little reminder for you. Be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.